0: This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Terry's Used Knife and Sword Emporium studio here in Washington, D.C., Piss Town. Check out the website districtsentinel.com. We're approaching the end of the week. It's Wednesday, I can say that. Means it's almost time to get the garbage can nominees in. I'll post a thread on Patreon tomorrow morning so you all can submit your garbage candidates. So now's a great time to subscribe to the Patreon, five bucks a month, so you can listen to Friday's subscriber only show. You also get your own haiku written for you and read on the air. We've got one to read later on in today's show. Again, that's Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month helps support our little news co op here in Piss Town. It's Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Here's the news
1: The Iranian government responded last night to the assassination of Qasem Soleimani by launching missiles at two U.S. military bases in Iraq. There was no loss of life. Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif said his country undertook, quote, proportionate measures in self-defense under Article 51 of the UN Charter. Zarif added, we do not seek escalation or war, but will defend ourselves against any aggression. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei, meanwhile, called the response, quote, for now, a slap on their face, adding, what is important is that the seditious American presence in the region must end. In what may be a terrible coincidence, a Ukrainian airliner also went down in Tehran last night, killing all 176 passengers and crew. Per reports, Iranian civil aviation officials said the crash was accidental, but also said they would refuse to give the planes black box to Boeing or the American government. There is dialogue, however, between Iran and Ukraine. Ukraine's foreign minister, Vadim Pristaiko, said he spoke to Zarif, tweeting, quote, both expressed our condolences, agreed to coordinate further actions of our investigation. Giving Boeing's record on safety, it would be irresponsible at this point to say there is a link between the crash and last night's retaliation. The plane that went down was the 737-800, not the 737 MAX, for the record. Nevertheless, Boeing doesn't exactly have a pristine record right now. Yeah, so. no 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 link established <laughs> no at link. all there. Uh, no link.
0: Boeing, the only American defense company whose stock has not seen a surge <laughs> upward uh, as a result of this this volley of of strikes between Iran and the US.
1: Fortunately, this morning, President Trump did not seem keen on escalating when addressing Iran's response though he did rattle the saber and looked like a fucking hunter leader with a bunch of generals standing
0: behind him. He came out. He had all the generals come out the sides of the wing of the room. And then Trump came out of the center door that the doors opened automatically and then closed behind him automatically, like bathed in light. Despite the ridiculous scene, the
1: president was subdued. But he did give off the impression he was shot with enough downers to take down Dumbo.
0: Yeah, I think all the rehearsal energy went into the introduction, him coming out of the doors and everything, rather than the actual speech he delivered.
1: Also, as uh, you noted and several other people on social media noted, that right before the president was initially scheduled to speak, someone went to the podium, removed his remarks, took them off the podium... And then everyone was forced to wait around for a little while longer. I don't know if someone, one of his advisors, said that, hey, we need to fucking inject this guy with tranquilizers or he's about to start World War III. Thank you. (laughs) Unironically, thank you. Even though he did look like he was doped up like hell, the president did blame Obama's diplomacy with Iran despite his own reckless maximum pressure policy. And the president also claimed he didn't want a war while boasting of U.S. weaponry and capabilities. If you have ever wrung your hands about calling the Republican Party fascist, today, my friend, is not your day. Anyway, it's likely things will die down now. But as the Ayatollah said, there is still the question of U.S. troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. Also, the Green Zone in Baghdad, which is basically a real-life attempt to create a mobile oppression palace. Shout out to Futurama fans. Perhaps this crisis ends here with no more violence. Maybe it will be more likely to turn out that way if one Bernard Sanders makes public overtures, promising multilateral drawdown on day one of his administration. Please, King, stop
0: the war. Yep. Bernie Sanders, by far the best candidate in the race on foreign policy. Look, I am as happy as the next guy that we are not in a full-fledged war with Iran right now, that we're not watching on CNN as uh, rocket posts are being bombarded from the air or Tehran's not being carpet bombed and rockets aren't being sent to Dubai and stuff like that. So uh, that's generally a good thing. And... It's good that no one died last night in these strikes, but, but, like, living in a world in which the U.S. can just carry out an assassination like this and basically face zero consequences for it is really fucking with me right now. Um, And maybe I'm speaking too soon because maybe this does get the ball rolling to eventually uh, the U.S. having to remove its troops from the Middle East as. Iran's foreign minister Javad Zarif said is the goal of Iran right now and maybe they end up successful in that in the long run. But right now, it just seems like there is no consequences whatsoever on the world stage for anything that the U.S. does. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks a whole lot. All right, changing gears now. The national taxpayer advocate, (laughs) government watchdog that reviews the IRS released a new report Wednesday documenting several serious problems at the agency. Fundamentally, the IRS has been so starved of funding and employees that it's really starting to have a detrimental effect on filers. Since 2010, the IRS has seen its funding in inflation adjusted dollars slash by a quarter. It's seen its workforce decline by more than 20%. And yet at the same time, the number of individuals and businesses filing taxes each year has increased by nearly 10%. So what do we get? Well, shit like this from the report, quote, the IRS received about 99 million calls in fiscal year 2019, but telephone assisters answered only about 29% of them and only after those callers waited on average of more than 16 minutes on hold. Also, the IRS, quote, received about 6.9 million pieces of correspondence from taxpayers during fiscal year 2019. About 52.3% of the correspondence is in open inventory and had not been answered within the IRS's timeframes, generally 45 days. Another big problem highlighted by the taxpayer advocate was the IRS's free filing program, which is broken. Although 105 million tax filers are eligible for the IRS free program, since that program is administered through private for-profit tax filing companies that try to hide it, Only two and a half million of those 105 million eligible filers ended up taking advantage of it in 2018. Taxpayer advocate called on Congress to make changes to the free filing program first by setting up clear goals for how many taxpayers should be participating in it. And if it fails to meet those goals, find a completely new approach to offering the free service. Anyway, it's about that time of the year for people to start filing taxes. Some of you psychos have already filed your taxes. Fuck you if you have for the record. Yeah, but the fact that this is such this is already an annoying exercise that is made all the more complicated and painful for the sole purpose of preserving market share for hack companies like H&R Block is just a fucking travesty. Maybe not the biggest travesty in the American empire right now, but it's up there. <laughs>
1: gotta put a little footnote on my fuck you uh don't not fuck you if you genuinely need a tax return or a tax refund uh to help you make it through the year absolutely file now if you need to but if you're just being a teacher's pet then definitely fuck you (laughs) catching up on some non-war news a federal appeals court delivered a blow to the fossil fuel industry yesterday A Fourth Circuit panel in Richmond said that Virginia regulators failed to properly assess the health risks of a natural gas compressor station part of the Atlantic Coast Pipeline. The pipeline is being constructed to carry gas from Ohio to the Mid-Atlantic. Those challenging the compressor station claim that the state of Virginia failed to consider zero-emission alternatives, also that it failed to take into account civil rights laws designed to stop environmental racism. The planned site for the compressor station was the mostly black community of Union Hill. The fourth panel said that it agreed with the claims, annulling the construction permit and remanding the issue back to state regulators at Virginia's Air Pollution Control Board. It doesn't seem like an appeal is coming, and at least one of the companies behind the pipeline appears confident in a future permit. According to Courthouse News, a spokesperson for Dominion Energy said, quote, We will immediately begin working with the state to resolve the procedural issues identified by the court and are confident this can be completed in a timely manner.
0: Finally, a new story of NASA being taken for a ride by one of its contractors. As part of its Artemis program with a mission to send a man and a woman to the moon by 2024, the space agency is relying on... Are they (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) burn? Sorry. (laughs) The space agency is relying on contractors to build most of the launch and ship components. One of those contractors, United Paradine Corporation, just agreed to a settlement in which it will pay $375,000 after a whistleblower revealed that the company was supplying parts that didn't meet NASA specifications. Paradine was contracted to provide pre-launch service equipment to Artemis' Orion crew capsule and to rockets, known as the Space Launch System. Employee Stephen Walker, however, disclosed that Paradigm was submitting false invoices to NASA and not actually thoroughly cleaning and inspecting the equipment it was delivering. In Walker's complaint, filed under the False Claims Act, he warned that parts that weren't properly cleaned could lead to launch failures and loss of life. As a whistleblower, Walker himself is entitled to a percentage of the settlement, roughly $75,000. 14 different private companies have contracted with NASA to supply the various Artemis components. They include Boeing, Elon Musk's SpaceX, and Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin. As we've reported on the show in the past, the government accountability office has routinely chastised NASA's arrangement Citing habitual cost overruns and delays. That music means it's time to move on to the poetry portion of the newscast. Where we read a haiku for our new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. This one goes out to Crater. Sending man to Mars. No plans to bring him back though. Just sending him there. Thank you, Crater. Yes, thank you, Crater. And thank you to all the new subscribers, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Okay, before we go, let's check out the listener rant line. Hello, Sam and Sam. This is Sammy. I just had an absolutely scary thought by Donald Trump calling in a drone strike on on a leader in another country while calling them, while asking them to come for a mediation. By doing that, Donald Trump has just opened his way to martyrdom. Let's say he is traveling for a mediation and he gets assassinated. Then he becomes a martyr and President Pence can do what LBJ did to Kennedy. Ugh. That is a terrifying
1: 4D chess we are currently living in. Let's just hope that does not happen and Donald
0: Trump lives long enough to go to prison.
1: I appreciate the concerns. Uh, I do think that even under the scenario you described that uh, President Trump's popularity would remain peaked at 37% of the country where it constantly is and constantly has been. And I certainly appreciate the concern. I think that his own supporters already see him as a martyr. Yeah. And I, it's pretty hard to get more martyrdom than, than that.
0: Yeah. The people who are most likely to consider Trump a martyr are also least likely to be spurred into action to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, though. The Rant Line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on the show. We are back tomorrow with a brand new newscast. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.